Podcasting out of Alliance Wrestling Studios, pontificating on pro wrestling, the innovator of talk NWA, he is Jay Kevin Frazier, it is not TKM, but it is me, Jay Cal, and with me tonight is Vinny Berry. If you guys are unfamiliar with Vinny Berry, we're going to change that tonight because my guy here, Vinny, just uh, came out with one of these uh, great books here with a ton of legacy, a ton of history, a ton of tradition, and although it focuses on a lot of wrestling from the Gulf Coast, this is a very NWA-influenced book. So, Vinny, talk to me, buddy. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, we've been looking forward to this conversation. You and I, we, we started talking about a week ago or so. Right. Uh, in fact, our, our mutual friend Rick Del Santo kind of pointed me in the right direction because I didn't know I didn't know this book existed. And, and no disrespect intended, I didn't know you existed. But now I'm, I'm familiar with Russellville. I'm familiar with Vinny Berry. I'm familiar with... Plants by Chance. In fact, I actually knew about this book without knowing it was you. Okay. And, uh, just a, a, a real cool time. Uh, a lot of fun stuff here. Um, tell me about yourself. H- how did you get into this world that we call pro wrestling? Well, I uh, discovered wrestling when I was about 14 years old. I lived in uh, right outside of Dallas. So I grew up on world-class championship wrestling. Yeah. And... Uh, and I just, I just fell in love with it, and I just followed it. And you know, over over the years, it it changed, as you know. I mean, it evolved, and it became different things and whatever. But you know, I always liked wrestling. I liked the competition, and I've always liked writing as well. And I, uh, when I moved to South Texas, I uh, ended up writing for uh, a lot of boxing and MMA websites, and. Uh, when that ran its course, I uh, wanted to keep on writing, and I just told my wife that I was going to just focus my attention on on writing wrestling because it was just something I've always liked, and I and I wanted to write. And so I had some wrestlers that were um, some contacts on Facebook, and I just started reaching out to them. And before you know it, I'm I'm writing stories with them and putting them on a website, and you know. And then before you know it, I ran into Lance Von Eric and found him. So how, when, when did Wrestleville come into existence and, and what led up to that? Because uh, as someone who's been running a wrestling themed website for a while now, um, I know that it's not always easy to create content. It's not always easy to get people who are interested in doing interviews. How, how did you get here? How did you start Wrestle Wrestleville? Okay. All right. So in uh, what? April of, I guess it was spring of 2017, I um, started, you know, I, I reached out to a friend of mine who, who built the website. Um, I just, I was probably out maybe six months from writing uh, the MMA. I was working for an MMA promotion. Um, I was uh, working with the PR department and uh, I was the matchmaker. <laughs> 
that's a whole nother story in itself. But uh, we're just glad nobody died. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I tell you, um, so I started that website with the, the Russellville.com. And I just started reaching out to wrestlers like Chaz Taylor, guys I, I had contact with, like uh, Bordell. I had messaged him before. Um, and all these guys were pretty receptive. Listen, I mean, you know as well as I do. I mean, you got to, you know, you got to knock on some doors and sometimes no is, is, you know, one step closer to a yes. And so, true. You, you know, I've had some, some people who I really, really, really wanted to interview that said no, you know, but then I've had some that, that I couldn't believe said yes. And Harley Race was one of them. I couldn't believe he said yes. I was... That was a good get, you know? We, we definitely have to talk about Harley Race. Uh, it's funny, you brought up Chaz Taylor. Now, do you still live in the in, in Texas? Do you still live in the, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? or I don't live in Dallas. I live in South Texas. I live in the Rio Grande Valley. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. So you're Now, you're, now um, I do. Now you do. So, and you've been there for a while? in that in About that 10 years, yeah. So you were around for then uh, a lot of uh, Bruce Tharp's uh, NWA, the promotions that were out there, like uh, absolutely Wrestling, Wrestling Revolution. Um, I know that uh, prior to Bruce Tharp getting control of the NWA, he was running shows down there in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, there was another promotion. Brownsville. With- Brownsville. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So you got to see, you know, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. You got to see Bruce Jr. You got to see... Uh, 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 tra- uh, Carlitos Harvey Hayden. I could not come up with that name that that was hard for me you got to what? see a lot of those talents out there in Brownsville right Houston Carson Chaz Taylor Barbie Hayden came out there Mike Dale uh, what about Kevin Douglas Kevin Douglas yep mm-hmm. uh, he, he Kevin does the uh, podcast with us it, the, okay the, the podcast so uh, one of my dear friends in fact we uh we met while he was junior heavyweight champion because he would not only wrestle in, in Texas, Brownsville, Fort Worth, all those spots, San Antonio, Austin. But then he was, while junior heavyweight champion, he was traveling to the Northeast. He was tra- uh, traveling out here to California. And we built some uh, rapport over the internet. And I had an opportunity to interview him, not only on uh, over the phone, but also on in person at the uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood tapings when they were still part of the NWA. So, Sorry, I Kevin's my guy. So whenever I can talk about him, I like to talk him up. But uh, yeah. So did you have any connections to the actual wrestling that was going on in Brownsville, or were these just events that you were attending as a fan? Yeah, just just attending as a fan. Actually, I went to one of them down there, and I I would always get a front row seat, but I'd always bring a camera, like a little point and shoot. And uh, there for a couple matches, they just assumed that I was part of the photography crew or um, and then one of the the girls who was wrestling uh, called me out and said I was a mark and told me to sit down and before you know it the uh, ring crew came and uh, said you know either sit down or or leave and so that was that you know I (laughs) put the camera away and uh, but yeah I was man I got some great shots you know Sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission, and especially at wrestling events. I, I've uh, I was just at an event uh, this last weekend where um, no one knew who I was. It was very incognito, and it was uh, it was a local indie show out here in Southern California. And I just started taking pictures ringside. No one said anything. No one, you know, batted an eye. Um, it, you know, you can get away with what you can get away with. You know. Right, and, and I think the uh, the important thing about that is when you're out there taking those photos, it's not because you're trying to be part of the show, but you're actually trying to document the history of that show. And I think that's really uh, reputable because a lot of uh, you know you're not getting paid to do that. You're not you know no one's giving you money to right. do that. You're doing that because you're a fan and you want to celebrate the the, the sport itself. So um, then I guess that brings us to back to Russellville. So. What inspired you to, to really get that going? Uh, what was the driving force behind it? Well, again, 
I love wrestling and I and I love writing and and I wanted to um, you know I just kind of wanted something to do you know I mean I wanted you know a creative positive I guess hobby or or pastime you know and uh, but it really took on a life of its own you know and you know now I look back you know four years into it. You know, I've got two books to my credit. I have probably over a hundred interviews. You know, I mean, you know, and I've I've got some pretty good contacts. You know, I mean, I I can't believe you know some of the people who, you know, uh, who I talk to. You know, is like, you know, Damian Wayne is a really good guy to me. Sean yeah. Hernandez is is a wonderful person, and you know, uh, James Beard and Greg Anthony. All those guys have helped me so much, you know, just with give, you know, helping me with information or, you know, uh, whatever, whatever it may be, their time, you know, that's probably the most important, you know, one hundred percent. I mean, and and again, what you're doing is is so uh, tireless and 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 thankless sometimes, and what you're really trying to do um, is like you're cementing the legacy of those men and women you've spoken to when you document their journey, you're, you're really like documenting the history of professional wrestling. And, and even though it like for you and, and, and I'm going to say for me too, it's a smaller scale, but you know, if you weren't talking about Damian Wayne and I wasn't talking about Damian Wayne, um, you know, would, would his legacy still be there? And, and that's not an insult to Damian Wayne at all, but he doesn't wrestle in the WWE. He doesn't wrestle in AEW and you know a lot of times that spotlight doesn't get shined on these right. superstars and, and Damian Wayne's a hell of a talent and, and, and as far as absolutely as far as I'm concerned he should have been world's heavyweight champion for the National Wrestling Alliance but um yeah so so I, you met, made these contacts uh through basically the Gulf Coast region of the NWA um we were talking a little bit offline about this book um and it, guys, this is the book Wrestleville, and I think this is for any NWA fan. This is a must-have. You can get the book um, at I have the address right here, LanceByChance.com, which is the title of his first book. But you could also get this book too, which is uh, this profiles uh, Lance Von Eric, one of the uh, Von Eric Von Eric brothers. Right. Uh, and, and cousin, uh, he was a Von Eric cousin. Yeah. Oh, cousin, excuse me. Um, and I really feel like, uh, again, both of these books, I think if you're uh, a purist of pro wrestling, if you're passionate about the NWA, these are must haves for you because I mean, there's so much uh, content here and like, I just, I just randomly opened up the book to Mike Rapata and uh, you know, a lot of wrestling fans won't know who Mike Rapata is, but I mean, he's a former two time world's heavyweight champion. And there's something to be said about Mike Rapata uh, and, and, you know, again, you've cemented his legacy. You've you've helped document that. So no matter what happens in the next 20 years, this book right here documents that that rich history of the NWA. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, right. Let's talk about the book because. Sure. So Wrestleville was a website that you started and you just kind of uh, you were putting stories up there, correct? Yes, I was uh, putting stories up there and um I was, uh, you know, looking for my next project to do. And um, I had an idea which fell through. And um, I was going to, what I was going to do, I was reaching out to uh, promotions across the country. I wanted to kind of like maybe do five or six and just see how the pandemic affected them. But it just, I just kept on hitting wall after wall, like, you know, I get an interview, but no pictures or I get pictures and no interview or, you know, people were, you know, people were really trying to figure out, I guess, you know, uh, what they were going to do with their, I guess, their companies or their livelihood at the time, you know. Right. And so um, I just uh, was talking to John Paul one day and he just said, hey, you know, if you ever want to do that, we got the pictures. We can do it down here in the Gulf Coast. But I didn't want to I didn't want to, you know really pigeonholed the book because the book has a lot of pictures from the Gulf Coast because that's where John Paul lives but this book contains 35 
short stories. There's three NWA World Heavyweight Champions in here. There's five NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion stories in here. And the stories, you know, from two, what, the 2017 to about 2018, there's an interview just a couple weeks before Tim Storm loses the NWA title to Nick Aldis. And then there's an interview with Bruce Thorpe probably, I think, about five or six months after he sold. But it was a few months after he sold to Billy Corgan. And it, it was pretty interesting. So this really documents that time. You know, there's there's pictures in there from, you know, uh, 2011 and up. So about 10 years of pictures from different events around the Gulf Coast. Um, but this is volume one. We call it the Pro Wrestling Vault because, you know, there's, like I said before the interview, you don't really know what's in it until you open it up. But, you know, I, I wanted to share something with you. And this is this is one of the things I like about the book is that it honors NWA champions throughout. You know, I have Adam Pierce. I have Cody Rhodes. And uh, on the next page, we have we have Jazz, you know. And then just to read off the uh, some of the names in the table of contents, you know, uh, we've got Tim Storm, Greg Anthony, Barrett Brown, Bobby Fulton, uh, James Beard, Tracy Smothers. There's an interview in here with Bill Dundee, which uh, I think is probably one of the best interviews I've done in my 20 years of interviewing people because um, he was just so candid and honest and just um, it, it was just I couldn't believe he was telling me some of the things he was telling me. And then Chase Owens, and I don't know if you know who who Big Ramp is, but he's a manager, and he is just hilarious. He's he's kind of got um, well, he just takes a little bit from every wrestling manager there is, and he's probably featured in this book. He's got a story in this book, but he's probably in this book 30, 40, 50 times. I mean, <laughs> he's all over the place. Yeah. You know, it's funny you brought up Bill Dundee, and uh, I, you know, I never, I never got to interview Bill Dundee, but uh, one of my favorite interviews I ever did was with uh, Matt Bourne doing the Clown, um, and the reason yeah. why I enjoyed it so much is because, and it's something you touched on earlier that he was so giving of his time. Um, you know, I'm not pro wrestling illustrated, nor are you. Uh, we're we're not like the 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 top of the mountain. We're we're guys who are passionate about the the business and we're passionate about uh the nwa and we're passionate about these territories and he was so uh available and so open with his time and it was just such a, a refreshing look at it this is a guy who's been to the mountaintop you know he he wrestled for wcw he wrestled for uh, ecw he wrestled for the wwe um he he's a guy that made his name uh in the high times of pro wrestling the uwf mid-south and so for him to take that time to talk to me, little old me, uh, was awesome. But like the stories he told and, and his willingness to just be so candid and transparent um, was such a, a, a just an awesome uh, time to speak to him. So I imagine that uh, uh, your stories with, with Bill Dundee are, are probably very similar in that he just uh, gave so much of himself. To yeah. You. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, he says in the in the interview, you know, uh, that the word wrestling is on the marquee. It's not uh, acrobatics and flips. You know, yeah, it's right. <laughs> no. I mean, you know? in, in uh, when 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 I talked to um, Matt Bourne, that was back when Adam Pierce was still world's heavyweight champion. In fact, there was a big event uh, for NWA Southwest. At the time, that was Ken Taylor's wrestling promotion, um, and they were doing this really big, uh, big show. And Matt Bourne uh, was re- back wrestling as Doink the Clown, and he was literally putting his uh, his his gimmick on the line. Like if he lost, he would take off the face paint, he'd take off the wig, and and he would just go back to being Matt Bourne. And one of the coolest things about it was he he was so uh, positive about the NWA, put over Adam Pierce as world's heavyweight champion. And I thought, wow, like, again, this guy is, uh, you know, Adam Pierce could be anybody in the world to this guy because, you know, he's been to that mountaintop. 
Uh, but for him to put over the, the importance of the 10 pounds of gold, put over the world's heavyweight champion, I thought was really, really cool. And uh, I, I'm wondering, do you have any stories like that? I mean, you talk to Harley Race for crying out loud, the world's greatest wrestler on God's green earth. Um, I'm sure he had a, a lot of wonderful things to say about the National Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, well, how that all came about. Yeah, Harley's, Harley was just a, a wonderful guy to talk to. I... Um, in 2017, him and Larry Henning were uh, inducted into the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in Wichita Falls, and uh, I, I just thought I was just going to reach out to. I, I thought, you know what? I'll just Google Larry Henning, and I, I found Larry Henning. You know, he was selling real estate at the time. You know, and um, I went ahead and. Uh, called called the number to the real estate company and uh talked to his wife and she said call this number this evening so i called the number this evening and uh, or yeah i think yeah i can't remember if i if i got him or his wife but anyway they told me to call this evening i called that evening and i talked to him and then right before i got off the phone with him he goes so what harley have to say and i said why well, I, I didn't i didn't talk to Harley he goes you want to you want to talk to Harley and I said yeah but I don't have his number he goes give me one minute gave me wow. his number I cold called uh I, I cold called him and uh, he answered and and I told him who I was and he goes okay sure and he 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 talked to me for I don't know I, I didn't take up too much of his time about 30 40 minutes maybe and uh I think I had one story on my one or two stories on my website at the time. And I just, I remember when I got off the phone with uh, Harley race, I told my wife, I said, well, I, we can close the website. Now I just <laughs> caught the biggest fish in the ocean, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not going to top Harley, maybe Ric Flair, but that's about yeah. it, you know? Well, well check this out. So that night he told me to call his school the next day. Yeah. So to get a picture from one of the guys, he gave me the name of. Well, I called the school and hardly answered. He wow. talked to me for another hour and a half. Wow. That's so then I did. I did a story. You know. So I. You know. The night before, I got the story for the inductee story, and then I did a story on Harley Race by himself, and I was going to uh, post it. But then Harley fell off that ladder. I don't know if you remember. Oh, he yeah. fell off. Yeah. He fell off a ladder that summer, and so I held on to that story until he, you know, he got out of the woods a little bit, and then I posted it in December. So I had that. I was sitting on that story for about, I don't know, five or six months or four or five months. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh Harley Race, I mean, the guy's a legend. I mean, that I'm, that's not hyperbole either. That dude is just literally one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live. Um, I never was fortunate enough to meet him, but uh, one of my good friends, David Marquez from the United Wrestling Network, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, uh, he actually uh, was under the tutelage of Harley Race when he first got into uh, World Legion Wrestling. That was initially started off as uh, Dave Marquez and Harley Race and Gordon Soley before it became just uh, Harley Race's promotion and and when Dave saw him um, Dave went to that uh, the show where um, Leland was challenging Nick Aldis for the 10 pounds of gold and uh, Dave was so kind to take my replica championship belt which I have countless uh, world uh, NWA world champions who have signed it and he got Harley Race to sign it and it shortly after that we lost Harley so I felt very very fortunate to uh, David and for Harley for taking the time to sign my belt uh, because he's such a legend and uh, he, like I said I, I really regret not having an opportunity to speak with him but uh, that's great that you got that story and, and again that's in the book for WrestleView and uh, you guys definitely want to check this thing out because like I said uh, it, it's a must have for any fan of the NWA I mean you sit here you you Pull through the pages. You got uh, Mr. USA with the World Junior Heavyweight Title. You've got Chase Owens. You've got Ricky Morton. Uh, you know, spinning through more of these pages. You've got uh, 
uh, pictures from the Wildcat, uh, who was associated with BNWA at the time. You've got right. uh, Rob Conway, another world's heavyweight champion in here. Uh, just so much, again, uh, for any NWA fan, I, I really think it's a must-have. And and what I like about this this book so much, Jay, is like you don't have to commit yourself to the whole thing. You no, know, it's it's thirty five short stories, and then if you get tired of reading, then you can look at the pictures. I have a buddy of mine the other night was telling me that he was going through these these events. Like he'd pick like one from uh, this event on June tenth, uh, two thousand sixteen, Callaway, Florida. So he's looking up these these events online and seeing who else was on that card, you know? And then another buddy of mine was going through these stories and the people that he didn't know, he was looking them up on YouTube and watching some of their matches. And so that's, that's the whole idea of this book. You know, this book is to, to give people exposure, you know, for one, you know, let, let's preserve the history here and let's share some stories, but also too, you know, yeah, we know we know Bush Wacker Luke and Bobby Fulton and Harley Race and Tracy Smothers and you know the Rock and Roll Express, but you know what about Van Van Horn? You know what about uh, Big Ramp over here? You know what about uh, Mr. USA? We have Chaz Taylor, Bordell Walker, Barrett Brown, uh, James Beard, Shea Summers. Shea, uh, I reached out to her. She's not wrestling right now. But me and my friends, if you, there's a few pictures in here of her, and there's a story in here of her. We loved her spirit. If you you see the look on her face and the pictures that she's in, she's the real deal. She's the real deal. You know, she's young, but, you know, for whatever reason, she's not wrestling right now. But you know what? She's documented, man. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and, and here's, and this is the thing. You know, there's a lot of people we watch, you know, I watch a little bit of the big shows from here and there. I'm a, I I love independent wrestling. I, I just, I just, there's nothing else like it in the world, right? You get the best seat in the house, you know, um, even if you're in the back row, you've got one of the best seats in the house and you get to see these people tell these stories and some of them are, are amazing. Some of them are young. Some of them have been doing it for a while. But you know what? It's it's the real it's it's the I don't know what you know it's the I don't know I, I don't I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is but it's uh it's like the soul of wrestling man can, can I make a guess like a yeah. authenticity of pro wrestling because um you know what, what we see in the WWE I mean I'm not gonna say that that's not wrestling because it 100 percent is. What you see in AEW, that is also wrestling, but wrestling is, is so uh, has such a wide range of what it what it is, what it can be, what it what it you know what some of us think it should be, but what other people think it should be, and there's so many different flavors. I've always said that wrestling, pro wrestling, is like Baskin Robbins 31 flavors. Uh, there's more than 31, but you could literally any type of entertainment that you like, you can find a wrestling that corresponds to it. If you want over-the-top soap opera dramatic wrestling, hey, just turn on USA on Monday nights. You've got Raw, and it's it'll give you those kind of stories. You want the uh, the more athletic style version of pro wrestling? You you know you could get New Japan World and watch uh, strong style pro wrestling, and it's there for you. You you like the hardcore matches? You like the death matches? That's out there. Do you want comedy wrestling? It's there. If you want Southern wrestling, it's all like it's all available to us and. And some of it's even free. You just go on YouTube and literally type in a wrestling promotion's name or a wrestler that you like, and you could probably find matches of theirs uh, at your fingertips. And I think that's so amazing. And, and we have such an upper hand on some of the people who watched wrestling 30 or 40 years ago that only, you know, whatever was in their territory, that's all they got. Uh, but right. when you get to independent wrestling, again, it, it, it's very similar that you're, you're on the pulse of what pro wrestling is because... right it's the authentic that's that's as real as it gets these guys some of them you know they have real life jobs they have a real life after wrestling they don't go on the road you know 360 days a year they you know this is the this is their wrestling they do it every other weekend and 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 put on their effort i think it's again really 
really awesome that that gets uh, documented. And I think it's very yeah. cool that uh, that you produced this book. So I uh, I photographed I photographed a match a couple years ago uh, down here in South Texas. Uh, uh -huh. Two guys they were probably probably forty years old, and they were they were a little smaller than me, probably 160, 170 maybe. They were opening match. I don't think I'll ever forget that match, man. It was it was amazing, and I mean they set the tone for the night. And you know what? There was a reason why those two guys were in the first match. You know, they knew what they were doing, and right. and you know and and you know what? Here's here's the thing. You know we 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 turn on the TV, we turn on uh, WWE and AEW and you know NWA, and we we see these these guys. They. A lot of these guys came from the independent scene too. You know, a lot of them are pictured in here. You know, we got a picture of AJ Styles, Keith Lee back five, six years ago, you know? Yeah. And uh, one thing I wanted to say was that, you know, these people, you know, in the independent scene, they need exposure too. And John, John is, is really passionate John Paul is really passionate about wrestling like I am. He he does the pictures, I do the stories, but you know what? He really believes that people are going to be discovered from a from a, a piece of material like this. That people are going to be, you know, uh, he's hoping that people will get booked. We put some of his promo shots back here. Uh, how do we get it up there? There you go. But these these guys are from you know they wrestle in the Gulf Coast and in in the Alabama area, and uh, you just go through here and you look at some of these people. You know, there's Jay Davis. You know, I got a story of him on my website, and we've got uh, Big Ramp over here or here, and uh, there's uh, I want to show you a, a, a real quick picture of a, a guy that I just. Love to death. Mac Daddy Duds. Right there. He's yeah. got a money bow on. He's <laughs> full of jewelry. He's like a uh, uh, trailer park, uh, I don't know, high roller, whatever you want to call him. But there you know you what? He is a lot of fun. And and that's what it is. Wrestling's a lot of fun, man. You know, it, you know I'm, I'm thumbing through the book as you're talking and you know, you come across Caleb with a K. Ooh, uh, right. right. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, again, um, you know, some of these guys between when you, when you put this book into play and now I've already kind of made that next level. And you know uh, what he's, I saw him on MLW. Yeah. I remember he was part of, uh, he was part of an NWA group that was based out of North Carolina that was called NWA New Beginnings. And, and when that promotion started, there was so much hype behind it. And uh, he was one of the reasons why, because uh, a young dude who was very athletic, very great in the ring. And um, I think he even took part in the World Junior Heavyweight Tournament that they had later, a few years after that. But uh, one of the uh, viewers in the chat said, Vordell uh, Walker, I miss him in the NWA. Uh, I know that he's in the book. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Wardell Walker in, in your time when you spoke with him? The Pro Wrestling Ball. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from, from the, the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Hey, uh, yeah, um, I liked I liked Vordell. Vordell, um, you know, he in the story he talks about how he uh, believed in traveling, and he he thinks that that's really how he honed his craft. You know, about traveling around and and wrestling in different promotions. He didn't believe in staying in one place. You know, and a lot of guys, you know, from the old day. You know, when you you go in the territories, that's that's how they did it. Was they traveled around and went to different places, worked with different people, and you know, 
then they work their way up to their skill level. And, you know, he talked a lot about that. And I, I thought that was really neat. And um, he's still uh, he's still wrestling in, in Louisiana in the Gulf Coast. Uh, my my friend John Paul runs into him uh, periodically and he's still he's still going strong. He Absolutely. Was, uh, he, he was uh, in various NWA promotions um, really throughout uh, the not just the Bruce Starb era, but before him, the Bob Trovich era, where he was competing for NWA Wildcat. Uh, he was competing for um, uh, NWA main event and right. NWA ring warriors. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to see Vordell out here where they did a, a big tournament for a, a, it was a wrestling promotion that was uh, driven by uh, doing charity work. And uh, it was called uh, wrestling cares. They did this big tournament and he was in there. There was some guys uh, from all across the, all across the states, you know, uh, we had guys from Atlanta, from Georgia. We had guys from uh, the Midwest. We had guys from the East Coast. Uh, the finals ended up being uh, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, oh, wow. and Bay, and it was just like, wow, what a that tournament was so ahead of its time. But again, featured guys who in this book because of uh, you know that they were important to the uh, to that time, and uh, I think that's really cool that uh, this book is. Uh, features so much and i mean like i'm looking at the cover here and i'm like wow that's the rock and roll express looking at me uh how did you get with ricky morton and robert gibson how did that happen well actually um robert gibson's really only mentioned in the story i didn't interview him but i did i did interview ricky morton i reached out to his school in chucky tennessee and uh, i talked to his partner and i told his partner what i wanted to do I told him I wanted to write a story for my website and uh, and I wanted to focus on his school, you know, and uh, he talked to me a lot about his philosophy of wrestling. You know, he is he's an old school guy, you know, and he believes in, you know, doing it a certain way and preserving wrestling. You know, th- there are some things you just you just don't do, you know, and, you know, if you, you talk to these you know, veterans or these old time wrestlers, you know, these guys that were in it 30 years, 40 years ago, guys like Bill Dundee or, or Ricky Morton, you know, they have specific ways of doing things and why you do it and why you don't do it. Right. So, you know, he talked a little bit about that. And, uh, you know, I, uh, funny thing about that story was, um, he only talked to me for about Oh, not even 20 minutes. It was about between maybe 18 minutes. And I thought to myself, I said, man, I'm never going to get anything out of this because he had someone knocking on his door. He had like a repairman coming. He was packing for a trip. (laughs) You could hear all this commotion going on and he's answering my questions. But he was like, hey, yeah, I'm really going to have to go, man. I got to go and I got to go. And I said, yeah, okay, but one more thing. What about this and what about that? And he'd tell me and... And then all of a sudden, he he just ended the conversation. And, uh, you know, uh, I was thinking I'm never going to get anything out of this. And then I went back and I listened to the recording. And I thought, man, this guy gave me nothing but gold, you know? I mean, everything (laughs) he said was was legit. It was something that I could work with, you know? And, you know, I just really enjoyed uh, that conversation. And And I really thought to myself, I thought, you know, here I thought that, it was going to be something that I couldn't use, but then here we got this nice story, you know, and he talks about training, you know, I mean, when someone is, is, is believes in wrestling, doing, you know, doing things a certain way in the story, he talks about, Hey, wrestling is entertainment, you know, and he's gotten a lot of grief for having like, you know, kids, you know, like young people on his shows, you know, wrestling young people, of course, but you know what? he he believes that wrestling is a discipline and that it, it keeps people from you know doing negative things and uh you know he, he just thinks that you know some people are criticizing something that they don't need to you know yeah well and, he's and doing a good I mean, thing 
that's that's uh, that's a byproduct of society today. We everyone's got an opinion, and and everyone needs to hear it. And sometimes we should just uh, you know zip it and 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 appreciate what we have in front of us. Um, sure. Let's talk about how you got from website to book because honestly, like I said, this is I I'm proud of you, Vinny. Thank you. I don't I don't know you that well. We just started talking a couple of weeks ago, but to be able to transition some stories you wrote on the internet into a full-fledged book and it's not even your first book because again lance by chance uh is uh, the the autobiography let me try that again the autobiography of uh lance von eric i mean you took something that's a passion wrestling you wrote about it you took photographs of it you met people you made connections but then to take all of that and turn it into a book I mean, that's you. You did what I've wanted to do for like the last twelve years. So, tell me about that process because I'm sure that's not uh, an easy one. Because if anyone could do it, we'd all be doing it. Uh, but how? I mean, how was that process? How did you get into uh, the world of, uh, of authoring books? Okay, so, well, I I met Lance von Eric, and I I met Lance by you know. By chance, I met him. By, I met him by chance, literally. <laughs> and um, you know, when I got in touch with him, he he just, I just wanted to write a story on my website about him. But the more I started talking to this guy, I thought this is this is the most incredible story that I ever heard because a lot of people thought that I thought that he only wrestled for about a year and a half. You know, he was in and he was out, right? Because right. that's what we thought. Well, he had a 10-year career, and he talks about it in the book. He 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 wrestled probably about eight of those years overseas. And and he was a big international star. But a lot of people don't know that. Another thing people don't understand is, you know, they all criticize him for not being a very good wrestler. Guy wasn't a wrestler. Guy never wrestled a day before in his life until... David Manning met him on a golf course. And they sent him up to Portland to get training, and then they brought him down here prematurely to Texas. Wow. He never wrestled before. And so, you know, you got to remember, he's wrestling next to Kevin and Kerry, who've been wrestling their dad in the living room for 20 years already. You right. know, so, you know, the thing is, is that it was such an amazing catch and I I always wanted to write a book but I didn't know how to write a book and I told uh you know after I I Lance was blown away by the article I put on the website he just thought wow you know he was making me sound like I was you know Ernest Hemingway or something I was like <laughs> dude I I ain't that good you know as you know but he was just blown away and uh so I said to him, I said, you know what? If you ever consider writing a book, please consider me. You know, yeah. just please let me let me work with you. And I think I only had to say that to him once or twice. And one night I said it and he said, write the book. So that's how I wrote the book. Well, I had I had met Kenny Casanova. Well, I didn't meet him. I I I've never met him in person, but we've talked online like this, and we've talked on the phone quite often. And uh, Kenny Casanova, he, um, I read one of his books. I read the Kamala book, and uh, I enjoyed it so much that um, I wrote like a review, or I sent him an email, or something like a review on his website, or something about the book. And you know, he discovered it like months later, and you know he just thanked me for it and i had sent him some uh stories to to look at it and then one day he just he messaged me out of the blue he goes enough with writing all these articles and i was like okay you know it was kind of <laughs> like random right and he goes yeah. are you ready to write a book and then i said well i i said i i'd love to but i've got a couple you know i got uh, my plates full and he goes yeah. You're writing a book, aren't you? <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I am." He goes, "Who who are you writing about?" And I told him, and he he was like, "Whoa!" So that was how I was introduced to Kenny. And Kenny, from that day on, has always just 
been a cheerleader and a mentor and a good friend to me and just and helping me and you know he kind of helped me with you know when i was telling him the story that i wanted to do something about you know i didn't really know what the story was but i knew there was a story there about covid and wrestling right but i just yeah, didn't yeah. know what it was and he says look man you already have all this material you you wrote all these stories you said you know clean them up package them nice put them in you know you'll reach a whole new audience and and that's and that's what i'm doing and then with john paul john paul was like look i have over 10,000 pictures and i'm not going to make a coffee book or a coffee table book out of them right 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 yeah so he was like take the pictures and so yeah. Yeah, so we we just stuck them in there, and and it's it's kind of potlucky, you know. It's kind of like going to a buffet table, but you know that's why we we called it the Pro Wrestling Vault, you know, because you don't know what's in it before you open it. You know, it is a volume one. I've got volume two in the works, and also too, what's special about this book is that um, every book comes as a bonus will come with a surprise signed signature that one has tim storm in it we have tim storm chaz taylor damian wayne uh sean hernandez uh josh lewis uh greg anthony uh bobby fulton cw anderson so we've got about 13 uh 13 names and uh i think it's it you know it's a nice touch you know that every book comes with a it's it's signed and it's you know it's not extra it's within the price of the book i i think that's such a cool thing and and uh you know having met tim storm and having i have a signature on a belt i have a signature on a photo somewhere um but having that signature again and just seeing it in the book uh, not that it needed to be any more legitimate than it already was, but it just feels like even more legitimate with that signature in there. I think that was a great marketing strategy. I know that's not, uh, I, I don't think most people are going to buy the book just for the signature, but that, like you said, that sure is a great bonus for the, for the vaults. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I got the book yesterday. It arrived in the post office yesterday. I, I told you uh, this offline, I didn't have a chance to check it out. But I started reading it today, and I, I mean, I got all the way to uh, Damian Wayne, which is about about 20 pages of the book, and it's an easy read. Like, it, it, I, right. you need to put it down to go do something else. You can, and you can come right back to it, and it just picks up right where it let, lets off. But I will tell you guys this, it gets very hard to let that book go because you start hearing about some of these stories. And, you know, I, I listened to you on a different podcast where – uh, Chaz, uh, the host of the show was mentioning Chaz Taylor and how he was talking about Owen Hart. And right. I've spoken to Chaz Taylor and I ne had never heard that story about um, him working with Owen Hart back in those uh, days when the WWF, then now WWE, would come to the South and Chaz would get to wrestle those matches. And I thought, wow, that's what a great story. Like, I, I had no idea. And it just it hooks you as soon as you start reading some of these stories and you hear some of these anecdotes and, uh, uh, again, the fact of the matter is that this book really, um, you know, like you said, this, this started off as uh, a way to kind of um, show what was happening during COVID uh, for wrestling promotions and then kind of uh, metamorphosis. Yeah, <laughs> in, a, in a totally, totally different direction. And you know what? I'm really glad that it kind of worked out this way because, you know, I, I sit back and I'm I can't tell you how proud I am of this of this piece of work. You know, it's to me, it's it, it's very gratifying and, and satisfying just to to look at this and think, wow, you know, um, there's a lot of hard work is a lot of time. You know, you, you were asking me earlier, you know, what's it take? Boy, I tell you, if you want to do something like this, you, you need to slow your roll. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's one of those things that you really got to take your time with because it's it's quite the process and formatting is 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 challenging you know and and i can i can do so much and then i have to send it off to somebody let him do a couple steps and then i bring it back and then i can do some more stuff you know but you know there it's 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 challenging but i tell you it is very rewarding when i sit back and i look at this 
and uh, I keep a I keep a book by my my nightstand, and you know, I've I've only had the book for about a week or two, and so I I pick it up almost every night before I go to bed, and I just I look at it, and I and I read a story, and it's almost like you know I know what the story says. I wrote it, you know. I probably read it twenty times, you know, but just to read the story again, it's just like wow, man, you know it. It's uh, if you love wrestling, you know, it's really hard not to like this book. A lot of times I get uh, labeled as an expert of the wilderness era and that wilderness era name changes from time to time. Uh, I use it to define the time between WCW and uh, TNA. But a lot of people even call the last uh, last decade part of the wilderness years. In fact, um, basically up until when Billy Corgan purchased the NWA that a lot of people still consider that the wilderness era of the NWA. And although I don't think this is the wilderness era, this, I, I, I identify this as a Bruce Starp era, but it is literally like a who's who of that, of that timetable, that time frame, because like you said, there's articles in here about, um, of course, Bruce Starp, but then like, uh, again, there's, uh, there's Mike, uh, excuse me. There is, um, Tim Storm, Chase Owens, uh, Eric Andrews, Mr. USA, Van Van Horn, Barrett Brown, Greg Anthony. I mean, so much of that time, uh, it, it, like it, it's almost like a flashback to me. Um, and I think, again, anybody who's new to the NWA who has not, uh, you know, just knows the NWA from the, the William Patrick Corgan era, the, the Lightning One era, really would be doing themselves a service by picking up this book and getting into it because again it's giving you context the the nwa didn't just start when billy corgan purchased it and it never really stopped so like there wasn't a break ever in that era from when uh the wcw and the nwa split ways there was still an nwa that continued to roll through and i think you did a great job in capturing an era in this book and i think that's really really cool so I, I i really do want anyone who is watching this to keep that in mind and uh you know again the the book itself i, I mean i think it's i personally i had no problem you know putting down uh 20 bucks plus uh, the tax or whatever it was to get this book because i think uh, again there's so much great stuff in here and uh, i can't stress it enough that uh, if you are a true nwa fan this is uh, this is a must-have, and uh, I mean that's the highest praise I can give it because it's someone that's who, pretty good. It's someone who's been documenting this journey from the NWA for the last twelve years. I don't think I've seen anything more succinct that was more credible that had the right people uh, that this book has, and I think that's really really um, awesome. And uh, like I said, I. Take it, take it for what it's worth, but I'm, I'm proud of the work that you've done here, and I'm very happy to get into this even more. And like I said, anybody who's watching this right now, obviously you're a fan of the NWA. Learn about the history, learn about the tradition, learn about the legacy, and pick yourself up this book from uh, Russellville. That's that's my my big plug there, Vinny, because that's, I, like I said, I'm blown away by this, and I can't wait to dive even deeper into it. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, um, now folks can follow you on socials. Uh, we discovered that you're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com, uh, Wrestleville, and that's W R E S T L E B I L L E. You're also on Twitter at Russell underscore B I L L E. Um, and if, uh, if, if folks want to get in contact with you personally, how can they do that? They can call me or they can call me. <laughs> you can, uh, you can go to my website. There's a, uh, it's, um, Vinny at Russellville.com. That's the best way. Vinny at Russellville.com. And uh, you can email me there and I'll get your emails. And yeah, if you have any questions, uh, you want to pay by PayPal or uh, Cash App, just email me. Uh, you can go to the website, uh, www.lancebychance.com. And the store is there. You can you can buy uh, any any one of the three books selected. Um, we've got this one here, of course, and then we have Lance by Chance, and then uh, Lance signed some books as well, so you can get that. And when this book came out, I went ahead and I 
discounted the price on the Lance book. So you'll save uh, a few dollars there on that. And um, that's definitely another book that I'm, I'm very proud of. And, and I'll tell you this, I, I, I've said this before, of all, all the wrestlers that I could have interviewed, I, you know, I got to be the luckiest guy in the world to, to be able to interview Lance Von Eric because um, what a what a story and what a find. And um, it is just one of those stories that a lot of people thought they knew and they had right. no clue. My uh, my co-host, uh, DKM, he actually has that book and he's had it for a while. And when I told him that I was interviewing you, he's like, oh, Lance, by chance, I said, you read the book? He's like, yeah, I, I bought it a year ago. So um, the, you're well represented here on, on the Alliance Guys podcast. And uh, you guys also, uh, don't don't be afraid to check out WrestleVille.com because um, although these are from the vaults, you know, Vinny's still collecting stories right now. I mean, uh, Jeremiah Plunkett, Carrie Morton, Thunder Rosa, Andrew Anderson, um, just incredible. I mean, there's, there's still content, content, content. And uh, you don't want to miss out on this stuff because this is, uh, again, documenting the history of pro wrestling as it's happening. I think it's really, really cool. So, uh, again, I thank you for your time, Vinny, this evening. Yeah. And also, too, just real quick, I'd like to mention that, you know, this past year I started a podcast as well. And okay. I've got some interviews on there with Tokyo uh, Monster Cahagas. Friend of the show. <laughs> I've interviewed... Um, Thunder Rosa, friend of the show, and I've interviewed. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Oh, I'm just saying these are people. We have the same circle. Yeah. it's 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 kind of funny we haven't met before because uh, the people that right. we've interviewed, I'm like, hey, I talked to those guys. I talked to her. I talked to him. Right. You know, and and this is my wheelhouse. This is the stuff that I love. I mean, me and you will. This will probably not be our last conversation. I could no, probably. <laughs> I was going to put a save the date for next year when the next uh, release comes out, because I'll be sure to have you on then. But uh, uh, maybe even before then, we could talk some more wrestling real quick. I, I know uh, we're, we're running out of time, but I, I just had to ask you because you are obviously a fan of the NWA. You're a fan of that uh, 10 pounds of gold. You're found of the uh, the legacy of the National Wrestling Alliance. Do you follow the NWA currently? Are you are you watching power or the pay-per-views or have you still yet to discover uh Billy Corgan. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I watch. I have the, um, I guess what the subscription for the NWA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I've caught a, I've caught a couple of the uh, pay per views. Uh, not recent though. And, sure. uh, and, uh, man, I tell you, when, when you're working on a project like this, um, you don't, you don't get to see much. Uh, it, right. It's, you know, but I, but I still need my wrestling fix. And, and so I've been, I'll go in there. I got that when, when the network changed hands yeah. and, um, I didn't, I didn't keep it when it went to Peacock because I couldn't even, I couldn't even figure out how to renew their subscription. So That's I, right. I went ahead and I got the NWA and, uh, yeah, I turned that on, watched a couple matches and then I go back to my writing and then, you know, I need a wrestling fix and then I might turn on AEW or, you know, I watched a couple matches about a week ago and, you know, but yeah, I, I, I'm not opposed to the current product at all. You know, I, but I can't, you know, like if I watch a pay-per-view, I, I, here's why I like the network so much because yeah. I, I didn't have to commit myself to a whole program to right. a whole three hours. I could right. go on there. And if I, if I wanted to binge watch, uh, Tommy Rich, I could do that. If I wanted to binge watch uh, Ivan Koloff, I could do that, you know? And yeah. I'd get in the mood that I, all I wanted to do was watch King Kong Bundy all day, and I would do that. <laughs> Five count, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, and uh, just a heads up in case you didn't know, and, and we'll wrap this up, but the NWA is returning to YouTube uh, on a more regular basis starting January 8th. Okay. Uh, the NWA will have their uh, new show, NWA USA. So uh, I, I know that you're busy writing, but uh, another outlet for you, if you will, for uh, some more modern day grappling. But uh, Vinny, I do appreciate your time. Um, yes, I wish you. you all the best and, and much success. And I, you know, I can't push this book enough because, uh, again, uh, I think you did a, a wonderful job here. Like I said, I've, I've just started diving into it. I can't wait to get to the rest of it and uh, much success, my friend. 
thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really do appreciate it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, again, you can find us uh, on the socials at the Alliance blog. You can find us uh, YouTube uh, or uh, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple, all those good places at the Alliance blog. Until next time, we'll see you guys at the matches. Y'all have a good night. Thanks again for tuning in to the Alliance Blog Podcast, our presentation of alliance-wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you won't miss any future episodes? We'd also like to remind you that we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube at the Alliance Blog. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, and Twitch at the Alliance Blog. Remember... Absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is essentially your own. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in to the Alliance Blog Podcast, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you won't miss any future episodes? We'd also like to remind you that we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube at The Alliance Blog. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, and Twitch at The Alliance Blog. Remember, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is essentially your own. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.